Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources, especially for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse. This podcast is not intended to take the place of trauma-informed or abuse-informed therapy, but is meant to complement that and give you more tools and resources to help you on your journey. Today, I would like to talk about a couple of things that are coming up that you have the opportunity to join in with, and then we're going to dive into the topic of healthy habits. I am passionate about implementing some of these habits in my own life and then helping to teach other women the importance of taking care of themselves. So we are two weeks in real time away from the live version of the Safer Spaces Summit. If you are planning to join us, please go to heatherelizabeth.org and click on the Summit tab and grab your ticket. There will be vaulted access after the event. I am not certain how soon I'll be able to get that onto the website, but it will be coming. So if you cannot attend everything live, go ahead and still grab a ticket and you'll be able to go back and watch the vault at a later date. I know that sitting through 12 hours of content is a lot, but if you were to attend a conference, that's what you would do over the course of a weekend. So just think about it as a conference in the comfort of your own home. You can wear pajamas. You will not be on the screens. You don't have to worry about what you're looking like, and you can just be comfortable while you're taking in all this amazing content. So I'm very, very excited to bring that to you. We are featuring... 11 different speakers on topics that will share the statistics and the survivor stories and solutions for addressing faith um, communities that are dealing with abuse, which is rampant and is a real problem. So um, Gretchen Baskerville, Cindy Burrell, Rebecca Davis, Joy Forrest, Dale and Faith Ingram, Neil Shorey, Sarah McDougall, Clara Hinton, Patrick Weaver, myself, I think, did I forget somebody? I feel like I always forget one person um, because I don't have it written down in front of me. So if I left somebody out, it was not intentional. Uh, It's just an incredible lineup. And we are going to be covering a variety of topics. Also, during the summit, we will be giving some of our favorite resources. So I've asked each guest to kind of share their top favorite resources. So we're going to learn about all kinds of other avenues to pursue. And if you are a church leader who acknowledges that this is, you know, real and happening in your church, but you just don't know how, how to address it, how to help survivors, you you have a heart and a passion, your eyes are open and you see that abuse is happening within your church, you just don't know where to turn. There are actually ministries that will come beside you and coach you and walk you through the process of setting up policies and procedures and just really having guidelines in place to protect the sheep from the wolves. So I'm excited. I see this as a stone being thrown into the water and the ripples going out, out, and out from there to bless many, many people. Um, A large portion of those who have registered so far are either counselors or advocates. So it's not just about the one person who's watching the the summit. It's about all the lives that they're going to touch. And that is something that really excites me and energizes me. Also, we just launched um, the new Boundaries Group Coaching within Held and Healed. That is my Facebook group. So if you are a woman who really, really sees the need for setting some boundaries in your life, 
this is a wonderful opportunity. Even though we're two weeks in, you can catch up and you can be a part of it for the rest of the time. So if you just go to, again, heatherelizabeth.org and you click on the coaching tab, that will give you access to the current coaching opportunity that's available and you can jump in. And I was just speaking with someone yesterday and um, she just kind of said, very matter of fact, after sharing part of her story, which was very heart-wrenching, she said, yeah, I don't really have a desire to be in certain settings. I guess I just hold grudges. And I said, well, what if you're actually holding a boundary and not a grudge? And she looked at me and her eyes got huge and she said, no one has ever said that to me. Well, abusers won't say that to you. Abusers are going to gaslight you and accuse you of holding a grudge when in reality you are holding a boundary. And boundaries are meant to protect us and keep us safe. So I think we need to do a whole lot of rethinking and reframing when it comes to the concept of boundaries. Many of us have been told that we are not to have them, that it's not Christ-like to have them. And yet, if you look at the example that Jesus gave us, there were many times that he held boundaries. There were many times he walked away from toxic people. There were many times he stood up to abusers. So that theory that Jesus didn't hold boundaries and that boundaries are not Christ-like is a myth. It is a lie. And we are here to um, just help you learn how to set some boundaries so that you can have some peace and some joy and not be constantly um, being pulled and pushed by other people. So now on to the topic of healthy habits. So we know that the term self-care has been overused to the point that people just kind of roll their eyes. And a lot of times when you're in a state of rebuilding and coming from trauma and coming from feeling completely worthless and that you have no value and that you have no purpose, it's really hard to even think that you can put time or energy into taking care of yourself. There's also an element of finances. And a lot of us, when we're rebuilding our lives, we don't have a lot of finances to deal with all the issues that are um, coming at us. And so some of these things will not necessarily cost you money or will not cost you more money than unhealthy habits. Some of these healthy habits are going to be costly. And so what I encourage you to do is as you listen, choose one. Just choose one. We're going to cover nine of my favorites. But as we are going through this list, pick one that you know right now you need to work on and you could have the resources, the time or the finances to work on. So if you don't have a lot of finances, then choose one that doesn't require a lot of finances. Uh, We all have areas to grow in when it comes to taking care of ourselves. I don't know any person who fully has this down and is completely a healthy human being inside and out. When we meet Jesus face to face is when we are completely healed and whole. And even in I, in choosing the name of our group, Held and Healed, I did that very intentionally. Held is what I feel I have always been and healed is where I will be when I meet Jesus. So we are living, I'm living in this space between being held and healed. And healing is a journey that we pursue. And since becoming very, very physically ill in 2015, I've become very intentional 
and tenacious about pursuing my health in my body, in my mind, in my spirit. And I want to just pass on the things that I've learned so that other people can benefit from my journey. And I have things on this list that I am not doing well right now, but I am choosing to do better. So each week I am choosing to do a little bit more. So I'm going to start us off with one that is vital. They're all, they're all very, very important. But did you know that without sleep, proper sleep, you will get very, very sick and you will get to a place where you cannot function. You can go longer without food than you can without sleep. Think about it. I don't recommend going without food, but your body has a reserve. Most people's bodies have reserve and could go for a while and could fast. And for a lot of us, it's actually healthy to do that. But we should not go without sleep, proper sleep. So it is recommended from a lot of different sources that I looked into getting six to eight hours a night. I know a lot of people who need more like eight to 10 and I probably fall kind of in that category myself. I need eight good hours of sleep and then my body does like to be able to just lay in bed in the morning and wake up slowly. So my magic hours, if I'm doing it right, And if I'm honoring what my body needs, my best hours are to sleep between 10P and 6A. Those hours are when I will feel the most rested. I sometimes wake up in the night to use the bathroom or to take the dogs to use the bathroom. And when I can fall right back to sleep, I can still wake up and feel rested. If I struggle to fall asleep in the middle of the night, I do have this amazing natural spray that I use. Feel free to reach out and ask me about that and I can go back to sleep and wake up not feeling drugged or hungover or groggy. So if that happens and my mind is kind of racing and I'm having trouble going back to sleep, I will grab that and do like a half dose and I'll be able to go back to sleep. Now, did you know, and I've heard this for years and I'm not exactly sure the science behind it, but I did a little bit of digging this morning just to see if there was a logical reason. Did you know that the hours you get before midnight actually count as two and that's why if I go to bed at 10 I am feeling rested at six but if I go to bed at midnight I do not feel rested at eight and some of you are probably nodding your head right now going yeah yeah that's right so there is um a repairing and a detoxing that's happening that revitalizes us and it's energy driven and so this is a quote from organic olivia what website. I don't know anything about this person, but this is how she explained it. This makes sense. I don't know if this is the science behind it or not. You can go do do some more research and digging. I'm not claiming to fully understand this. I just know for my body what it needs. She says getting to bed at a time when your body still has energy to burn allows all that life force to go towards healing and rebuilding. So that makes sense. If you go to bed before midnight, you still have some energy left. If you go to bed after midnight, you don't. So in essence, the energy you have is going to um, to healing, rebuilding, and repairing and detoxing your body. So for what that's worth, I'm not pretending to have all the answers. You could go talk to someone who is an expert in sleep and ask why. Why do those hours before midnight count as two? But I do know for me personally, 10 to 6 is my happy place. So getting proper sleep, 
at the very least six hours, but most of us need more like 10, eight to 10 hours. The next thing I have on my list is to drink two to three quarts of purified water. It's very, very important that you drink water that is filtered and purified. And I'm not necessarily speaking of water that's in a plastic bottle. A lot of times the plastics leach and the toxins in that plastic get into the water. So I'm not a fan of drinking bottled water as a habit. Sometimes when you're out and about, it's the only option that you have. But I was able to purchase a a Berkey water filter and I'm telling you the difference between what comes out of my tap and what comes out of that filter is day and night difference. There are other um, water purifiers that are probably cheaper. There are, of course, some that are way more expensive. Um, I found that the Berkey for me was a mid-price. And honestly, um, the amount of gallons of water that go through a filter, when it comes down to it, you're going to invest initially, but it's going to end up being cheaper than buying bottled water in the long run. And it's way healthier. So um, that's one suggestion. So depending on your level of, um, exerting energy, sweating, if you're working or working out and you're, um, you're dehydrating in other ways, you may need more water and some of us may need less, but a good rule of thumb is to take your body weight, divide it in half and drink that many ounces in water. So, um, also it depends on if you're getting water in other things. So if you eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of soups and a lot of smoothies, and teas and things like that, you're going to be getting your water in other ways as well. The next one, number three, is to eat whole foods. Now, I know that we are living in a time where everything is expensive and everything is costly. And so I just encourage you to go organic when and where you're able and know full well that we can't do that all the time. Sorry. There's a very loud vehicle passing by that you may or may not have heard. So I went full-blown audio immune protocol diet back in 2017, and that was extreme. Yet, if you do have um, audio immune issues, it is a great thing to explore. So I would encourage you to do some research. Make sure that you have a nutritionalist a health coach or a doctor that really understands AIP and will work with you and walk with you through that. I kind of did it blindly and I also did it much longer than what I should have. The doctor that I was working with just kind of said, do this and didn't tell me that it was supposed to be a kind of a temporary thing. And so I ended up for almost a year and a half solely eating small amounts of beef and small amounts of chicken, organic of course, cabbage, cauliflower, berries, citrus, and maybe a handful of other things. I think plantain chips were like my treat of choice. I had to keep my sugars like in the 30 something a day range, which is really hard. I lost a lot of weight. It was not it was not a place where I was supposed to stay. Um, it was just meant to like detox my body and help my gut to reset and then to slowly introduce um, whole foods back into the mix. But where and when you're able, eat whole foods, shop the parameters of the grocery store where typically the healthier things tend to be. Things that come in boxes, bags, cans, typically do not have a lot of neutral, neutral, 
nutritional qualities. And so I understand that it's expensive as an individual to eat this way. And if you have a family, it's very expensive. So organic and whole foods where able. And maybe start with one meal a day being um, in that category. And then as time goes on and as resources allow, make it two meals a day. And little steps over time will create big changes. I do believe that. Little steps taken over time create big changes. Okay, here is the one that I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I do not enjoy at all. Move your body. I have never enjoyed exercise. I am not someone who feels energized by exercise. I am not someone who feels better after I work out. I, that's not my experience. That's not me. I have very low muscle tone and especially because of all of the viruses that I have been fighting for the last six years, I have had very little movement. However, during the start of 2020, I did start doing Pilates and did that very regularly. And I was developing some core strength that I had not had before. And I was starting to be more flexible. So start with something very gentle. And I would advise you to work with an instructor. Yes, there are videos and things out there that you can do. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I would start with someone who can watch you and make sure you are not hurting yourself. And then once you feel like you've got the moves down, then if you want to start doing something um, with a video, it may be safe. But make sure you've got somebody just telling you if the way that you're moving your body and stretching is more harmful than good. And um, I have a friend that offers Pilates online. So if you would like her contact information, just reach out to me and you can become part of her community. And I wonder if she would be able to do some one-on-one even over um, Zoom. That may be a possibility where she could kind of watch you and tell you if you are um, doing things that are, are good for your body. So why is this on my heart right now is because I just had my first treatment um, this week with a chiropractor for a back injury. And I was telling him which Pilates stretches I was doing. He's actually He said, actually, the one, um, the child's pose right now is not good for your back because of the injury and that's the one I was using to stretch out and he taught me some other things to be doing so I'll be honest this week I have not stretched and I have not moved my body nearly enough it was an overwhelming week with a lot of tax prep paperwork Uh, Monday was a day that I made like 30 different phone calls of things that were just hanging over me that needed to be taken care of And then I started those treatments as well as IV nutrition uh, treatments. So I I just haven't had a lot of time to do anything. And I've been in just full-blown overall exhaustion mode. So I will be today, tomorrow, and Sunday, I will be catching up on some movement because my body desperately needs that. So while I'm on the IV therapy, let me talk to you about taking supplements. So that is the next one on my list. I just kind of led right into that. This is another one that I do not always do well with. So I do have a pill counter and I encourage you to get the like the Monday to Sunday one and put your supplements in that for the week. 
it does two things. It makes it easier. So all you have to do is open that one little box, dump them in your hand and take them. But it also shows you if you skipped a day, you're like, oh my, it's been three days since I remembered. So I would suggest at the beginning of the week, either on Sunday or Monday, fill up your pill container, take them. So I feel like for a lot of people, and please consult your doctor um, to make sure this is what your body needs, but for a lot of people, we are not getting our basic vitamins, even those of us who are eating whole foods. Our foods are depleted in nutrients. They do not have the nutritional quality that they had 50 years ago or 200 years ago, and we need to get our vitamins in a supplemental form. So again, if you need recommendations, please know that not all supplements are created equally. There are a lot of crappy supplements on the market and you are just going to be spending money and peeing out bad supplements and they're not going to be absorbed into your bloodstream. So if you need suggestions, there are a couple of companies that I can recommend. Just reach out to me and I will tell you about the brands that I use. So for me, baseline is vitamins B, C, and D and zinc. I take lutein for my eyes. I take an elderberry gummy every day that I remember. Also at nighttime, I'm doing a probiotic. I am taking a collagen product that I can tell you more about. And then I also take essential oils for building my immune system, for, for supporting my respiratory system, my adrenals, my endocrine system, and my hormones. So those are all things that I should be doing on the daily. But if I'm honest, I probably only remember to do supplements four times a week. Mm. So it is definitely time to step up that game for me. And remember, there are just certain things that have to happen. Like I need to eat food before I take them or they will upset my stomach. And so some days I'll be doing something and I won't have food in my stomach when I remember my supplements. And so I'll be like, oh, I'll remember to take them later. And then, of course, later comes and I don't. And then at night, the routine of taking supplements at night is really difficult because by the time I'm ready for bed, I'm just ready for bed. So I have the last, I think, two weeks done a really good job of remembering and making it a priority. I get the dog settled in and then I go back out and I brush my teeth. I take my collagen and my probiotic and I apply my oils for the night. And it does make a difference in how I feel. So take your supplements. And then as a very um, big boost to my body and my immune system, I have started IV vitamin therapy. It is about 45 minutes away. I have to drive to the location right now to do this. And because of how far away it is, I'm going to do it twice a month. And thankfully, my med share covers that. Let me talk about that real quick. If you are in a place where you need some affordable health care, and you do not have a whole lot of pre-existing conditions, I highly, highly recommend Samaritan's Ministries. And you can reach out to me, and I will give you a referral number that you can use. And they have taken such amazing care of me for the last six years. I cannot say enough about all that they've done since the, the Zika virus. Um, 
And then I found out that I am eligible for this IV therapy and it still is lumped under that diagnosis because the issues I have are ongoing and I am just ecstatic right now that I get to have these treatments and that they're covered. So um, I'm grateful. If you do have pre-existing conditions, they can work with you, but I think you have to wait a while for those conditions to be taken care of. So reach out to me and I will grab you a referral number and then you can call and ask them all the questions to see if you qualify. I love and I'm so grateful for the care that they have provided for me. So the next um, healthy habit on my list is to set and keep appointments. And this is exactly what I was just talking about. I have to make myself a priority. And even this morning, someone messaged me and wanted me to commit to something. And I said, you know what? I can't, I just can't commit to that right now. Because right now, taking care of myself and my my health is it is all that I can do and I don't need to apologize for that my body has been through war with complex PTSD with Lyme and Zika and adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue and just all the things that came from those viruses being in my body and I I don't have to explain to anybody why taking care of myself is a priority. I just need to make taking care of myself a priority and do that without apology. So set and keep your appointments. And I am talking about medical and I'm also talking about therapy or coaching. Make yourself a priority. Whatever it is that you would encourage your best friend to do or your child to do or your mother or sister, someone that you care deeply about, and you saw her struggling because she was coming out of trauma and abuse and chronic chronic health, would you tell her just to keep taking care of everybody else? Or would you tell her to take care of herself? Apply that same advice to yourself right now, that same priority. Give yourself permission to take care of you. Set and keep those appointments. Even if you need to borrow finances from someone so that you can afford the therapy or so you can afford the treatments that you need. Make yourself a priority. Okay, the next healthy habit is to spend time outside. For us in Virginia, spring is right around the corner. We're about a week away from the official launch of spring, even though we could have some very chilly days. We could basically have anything from winter to summer extremes in the next month. It's unpredictable. We can even have those same things within 24 to 48 hour period. We can be in the 30s and then be in the 90s. I mean, it's just bizarre in Virginia. We never know what to expect. My birthday falls at the end of April and it can be very, very cold with snow or it can be almost like summer. We never do know what to expect. But it is easier this time of year when the sun is shining brightly. It's easier to get outside even if we have to put a couple layers on because it's still chilly. And I, last week, did an incredible job of getting outside and spending an hour or as many as four or five hours just sitting on the deck and absorbing that sun and that fresh air. So get outside. Um, if you have dogs, they will love to be outside with you. I even took my Pilates mat out onto the deck and was like, I had my dogs there. I had my worship music on. I was moving my body and I was getting sun all at the same time. I know how to multitask. I know how to make the, the most of my time. <laughs> I was filling my spirit, my mind and stretching my body. And 
my puppies were happy because they're very happy outside. So all of that was happening. And if you enjoy being outside and hiking, if you enjoy um, just going and exploring places outside, do what makes your heart happy and what feeds your soul. A lot of my friends are adventurers. They'll go for hikes in the mountains. They'll go to the lakes. Uh, Find your happy place and spend time there. Okay, the next healthy habit that is really going to boost your mood and just help you to feel safe and cared for is spending time with safe friends. So we need to establish who those safe people are, and that can be very, very challenging. And I don't have, you know, a tried and true, um, (laughs) there's no guarantee that people are safe. We can think they're safe, and then they prove themselves not to be safe. But if you know someone who loves you, who's stood by you, who has proven themselves time and time again, who doesn't judge you or criticize you or condemn you, who cheers you on if your relationship has mutual respect and it has a reciprocity where there's give and take on both ends and it's not just you giving, 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 but there is this beautiful give and take where you give and you receive from one another if there are low expectations. So I have a lot of friends who are dealing with chronic health issues and some of my best friends are rebuilding their lives after chronic health issues. And I kid you not, if we make plans five times, we're going to cancel four (laughs) because one or both of us just does not feel well, but we love each other. We trust each other and we know the journey of rebuilding is hard. And so we don't put a heavy burden or a weight upon each other. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll say, you know what? I really don't feel like going out today, but can we make it a phone call instead? So we don't full out cancel on each other and we don't full out cancel on that connection. We just turn it into a phone call because both of us can be at home in our pajamas with our, my hair sticking straight up and that effort of using all those spoons to get ready to drive somewhere. I mean, gas is expensive right now. Maybe our finances don't allow us to meet up for lunch. We can be honest with each other because we have a mutual respect and trust of one another. Um, apps like Marco Polo, um, That's an amazing video app where you can leave a message for a friend and you can talk to her and when it suits her, she can respond to you. Again, I tell my friends, they'll apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry. It took me a couple days to get back to this. There is no apology needed. None. If it's an emergency, I'm going to text you or call you and say, this is an emergency. This is time sensitive. I need an answer. But things like messages on Messenger, texts or Marco Polo, things of that nature, those are meant to be there when it suits you, respond. And when it suits me, I'll respond. And I told someone recently, it's meant to bless and not distress. And a relationship with a person who is mature and a person who loves you and cares about you and who understands the dynamics of limited resources, limited time, limited energy, they're going to understand that. So um, I am so grateful for my safe friends. I probably have about six ladies that I keep in touch with via Marco Polo. Uh, With one group of friends, we touch base almost daily. 
with another friend. I probably talked to her three or four times a week via that app. And then with a couple others, it's just as needed and maybe just a couple times a month. But it's a wonderful way to talk to your friends and you can hear each other's voices and the emotions in the voice, which you cannot get with a text. And then the last thing I have on my list, and there are many, many other healthy habits that you can implement, okay? These are just some that I like to focus on, is to create a gratitude journal. And I like to write down three things each day that I'm grateful for. And I tend to write it as a prayer. Thank you for. And then I list out the three things. You can thank God for friendships. You can thank God for financial provision. You can thank God for the functions of your body. (laughs) Do you take time to thank him when your body is moving and working the way that it should? It's very easy to notice when our bodies are out of whack and in pain. But I want to be mindful on the days that I feel well on the days that I'm able to get out of bed without pain, on the days that I um, just, yeah, I'm feeling good. I want to take time and acknowledge that and thank God for that. And so this morning, I actually found myself talking to my dogs. I'm like, hey, I actually feel, I feel kind of rested this morning. I feel pretty good. And then I hopped on to Marco Polo with my friends, and I was like, I feel a little bit less crazy telling you this than sitting here speaking to my dogs. <laughs> And so taking time every day to express gratitude, whether you write it down or speak it out, um, either way, gratitude can greatly affect our attitude. So those are some of the healthy habits that I am implementing in my life and some things I am better and stronger in. So sleeping six to eight hours a night, drinking two to three quarts of water each day, eating whole foods, moving your body, taking supplements, setting and keeping your appointments, spending time outside and getting the sun on your skin and the fresh air in your lungs, spending time with safe friends and creating a gratitude journal. So ask yourself today, what is one, what is one area that I know that I need to grow in? For me, it's the movement. So I am going to do what my chiropractor advised, um, There's a certain movement he wanted me to get um, 60 reps a day. So he wants me to do this um, 10 reps six times a day. I've already done my first rep before I got on here. And so I'm going to be mindful today to do that. And I'm also going to get down on my mat and do some additional stretching. So that's my commitment to myself for the next couple of days um, to take care of myself and also to get outside and spend some time outside because it looks like the day is sunny. I think it's still very chilly out there, so I may not be out for a long time, but take the dogs out for a walk, sit on the deck for a little bit, feel the sun, and let that just do its healing work. My body, my mind, and my spirit. You, my friend, are worth it. You are worth the time. You are worth the effort. You are worth the financial resources that it will take to get you well. I cannot tell you how amazing my journey has been when I set out and made the decision to start taking care of myself at every twist and every turn, the provision has been there for me. So I know you probably are like, oh, I can't afford counseling. Oh, I can't afford the doctor. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. Just choose one thing to focus on 
And then if you need to reach out and ask other people to help you with the finances. So again, Samaritan's Ministries has helped me with all kinds of treatments that I would not have been able to afford otherwise. Friends have um, supported me and done a GoFundMe that helped to take care of my counseling for a season. So I, I have had to receive help. I've had to humble myself and accept the help of other people. And beyond that, if you have ways to barter, maybe you have a service that you can offer to your massage therapist and be like, hey, can we work out some way to barter? You need this for me and I can provide this and you can provide that service for me. Ask your church. Now, this can get complicated. <laughs> if you attend a church and they do care about you and your healing journey and there aren't strings attached that you have to do X, Y, and Z, some churches may provide you with some help for counseling. However, if they are only allowing you to see someone who is not qualified and doesn't understand trauma and abuse, then I don't advise that. But if your church is willing to learn about being trauma-informed and abuse-informed and working with professionals that have those skills and they are able to give you some, some finances to help with counseling, I've recently heard of a church that does that. It's not completely unheard of. Uh, if you need help with medical uh, bills, don't hesitate to reach out to a friend and ask them to set up. I think the um, the one alternative is called Give, Send, Go, and it's a Christian crowdfunding. And you could have someone set up that, and that could potentially help you with therapy. But we have to be willing to ask for help. And sometimes help is just on the other side of the ask. Sometimes it's not, okay? And I do understand there is a risk and there's a vulnerability to asking and then being rejected. But if you don't ask, the answer is definitely no. If you do ask, the answer may be yes or maybe. So do not today just decide I can't do these things to help myself because they cost too much. Ask God to provide and then be willing to accept the help when it comes. So um, I pray that this encourages you to take care of yourself. I pray that this is, just shows you today the value and the worth that you possess. That just as you would want your children or your friends or your family members and loved ones to receive care, that you are, you're worthy of that yourself. And healthy habits that are little steps taken over time can create big, big changes. So as always, ladies, you're welcome to join us at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. That is a group on Facebook. And you can also reach out to me at heatherelizabeth.org and check out my uh, blog there and the offerings that I currently have. Blessings to you, and I pray that you will feel held even as you are being healed. Mm -hmm.